You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And Happy New Year's! This is our first show of uh, 2024. And we're we're smoking. Brad's here. It's like... I'm I'm smoking a cigar. (laughs) So what are you smoking this week? So, uh... Apparently I'm smoking the Rocky Patel Edge Habano. Did not realize that it was going to be the Edge Habano. Um, I was gifted these, and it's like my throat's been raspy and kind of scratchy, and I'm like, man, I don't want a cigar to go to waste, and <laughs> now I don't want a cigar to go to waste. So, so you're like, oh, it looks kind of lighter wrapper on it. It might be, be, be milder. And then it's like, oh, no, this is a peppery motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe it'll, like, clear everything out. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it got us through COVID, you know, keeping our lungs full yeah, of cigar like we smoke. Yeah, uh, we, we didn't get sick at all when we were smoking. Uh, I'm smoking the Camacho Factory Unleashed Version 3. Uh, this one's going to have a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, uh, Honduran binder, and fillers from Dominican and Honduras. Uh, and it has a little bit of that... Uh, shaggy foot where the wrapper doesn't go all the way to the end so when you first light up you get a little bit more of that uh, flavor from the fillers than you do the 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 wrapper so you kind of get that little bit of taste before it kind of blends all together into what it's supposed to be and they claim this is on the uh the darker side of bold so we'll see because i do like a a nice strong cigar well that's that's what i've got here with the ecuadorian habano wrapper then we've got our fillers, all from Nicaragua, Esteli, Condega, and uh, Jalapa. And just like all uh, all Nicaraguan tobaccos, which I guess that's why I love Nicaraguan cigars, is, <laughs> you know, notes of uh, black pepper, a little bit of earthiness. Um, you know, the the Edge, I think, is probably one of the first cigars that I ever smoked because I can, you know, remember there just being a huge box of like 150 or 200 yeah. of these things. And at the and they time, were relatively they were like $5. <laughs> I mean, now they're fucking eight. They're like, you know, have gone up to like standard premium cigar prices. But yeah, back in the day, there was like not even a band on them, really. Just like, you know, kind of just that big like wooden box and... uh you know, it was a damn good five dollar stick, but it's now it's an eight dollar stick, and it's still, still pretty good. Uh, speaking of the darker side of bold, this week's topic we're going to be talking about uh, what happens when Zack Snyder says I'm going to make my own Star Wars with blackjack and hookers. We're talking about the first part of Rebel Moon, uh, and if you have to fight off the Imperium, uh, you should call in the Strikeforce, StrikeforceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Comes in tiny little tin pouches. Or even like 750 milliliter bottles if you need all that caffeine. Uh, I, know, I do need all the caffeine. All the <laughs> caffeine, all the nicotines. Oh yeah, I ran out of uh, ran out of coffee, so I had to go get like a can, some canned coffee to get me uh, uh, up and running for this show. 
because I was out of other caffeine sources. But yeah, talking about the Nicaraguan, the flavor. This one, I'm getting more of a like a cedar, uh, like a, like a nutty with a, like a hint of kind Wasn't of chocolate. Wasn't there a Camacho that had a red label on it or something that we were kind of big on there for a little bit? Oh, fuck, at this point, it's like, this is episode you, you know, uh, 222. It's like, I'm... <laughs> we always talk about this dossier thing that we're going to keep that we... I've written down the names of them, but I'm probably 10 episodes behind. I haven't updated it in a while, but yeah, it's like... I probably haven't been here for I can't 10 remember. <laughs> Wait, I think I was here Christmas. Uh, yeah. Or, well, yeah, because we only did one episode in December. So, uh, yeah, hell, this is the first time I've seen you this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all those things. Yeah, dude, we didn't do holidays. Even, like, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm about to go on a tangent. I don't know. Our fucking podcast, so here we go. But, uh, like, even Christmas Day, it still did not feel like it should be Christmas for some reason this year. Yeah, everything seemed to, like, I don't know, just, like, fly by for the month of December. And it's like, what? It's fucking next year already? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I got a little Tommy gun. That's about all I did for Christmas. <laughs> you bought yourself. A yeah, I did. I did buy myself a, a nice blaster, uh, so... Yeah, that's how you know you have a good Christmas. You just do it yourself. Fuck it. <laughs> if I can't buy myself what I want, then I don't deserve anything. Yeah, if no one's going to get me what I want, I'll just get it my damn self. Uh, I got you a thing, and I realized I forgot said thing. Hopefully you don't already have said thing. I don't know. I probably don't have things. I don't know. You sent me a photo of it. Oh, I don't even remember it. My brain, my brain don't work much anymore. It's like, but that's all we got for you right now. Let's get down to the show. I was like, we're just farmers. We're not a threat. They won't just kill us, will they? You're delusional. You think those soldiers will show their mercy? for soldiers for a fight against the mother world. I could help you. A small fee, obviously. And welcome back. It's time for some moonshine. I mean, uh, moon stuff. The, the rebels are going to moon us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, back in my day, a rebel moon was a guy mooning you with a rebel flag tattooed on his ass. <laughs> The South shall rise again. Oh, damn. Put that away. <laughs> mm. don't, don't go to the dark side. <laughs> but as we said previously, yeah, this is uh, what happens when uh, Zack Snyder says, I'll make my own Star Wars with Blackjack and Hookers. Uh, officially called Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Uh, 
with the second one coming out in, uh, I believe, April is when part two is uh, is due. So they've already, you know, got that in production and everything. Because I was like, the way this ended, I was like, oh yeah, there's there's definitely, you know, yeah, they probably shot all this back to back and and just kind of releasing it, uh, breaking it up and releasing it uh, a couple pieces at a time. Which I don't know if it's a if it's just part two or if this is like a trilogy uh, or going to be a, a like a trilogy story but i mean there's a lot of different arcs they could uh follow with this i mean you know and then honestly like i enjoyed you know part one i mean like you said it had nods to star wars it had nods to 300 it had nods to lord of the ring like <laughs> this was definitely i mean uh, henry cavill should be paying attention because i'm like Zack Snyder make a Warhammer movie without making a Warhammer movie because it's like you know a, you know, a band of rebels against this you know homeworld Imperium, aka the Imperium of Man. You know, I just even the like the soldiers kind of look like you know I didn't see any like Ultramarines, but the, the like, well uh, those about, guys definitely look like like the soldiers. I mean, there were the 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 robot dudes, you know, kind of had that you know with their. You know, plated armor and shit like that that, yeah. you know, they uncreated and then he went all hippie. <laughs> like, oh, she made me a flower headband. Yeah, it's like Sir Anthony Hopkins as a uh, pissed off R2-D2 or C-3PO looking dude. But yeah, it's like, yes, we swore allegiance to the king. So when the king was assassinated, like, we stopped fighting. Fuck these assholes. But they, technically we... I'll pick up boxes and shit for him, but I ain't fighting nobody for these motherfuckers. <laughs> We're pacifist. <laughs> Until, like, you know, homeboy tries to, you know, hold uh, the, the nice little girl who made him a headband hostage, and he's, like, friggin' mercs him in the face, and then, like, all right, I'm gonna go wander off into the fields now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting him to play a much bigger part in part two, because... I expected the, uh, they call him Jax. I, I expected uh, Sir Anthony's character to be a, a bigger, a bigger deal, and he, uh, Jimmy, yeah, the last member of a race of mechanical knights, uh, yeah, because you know they kind of introduced him up front, like gave him you know a pretty decent backstory, and then like he just fucked off for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Until you see him at the end when they when they return, he's like in the fields and now he's got like a full on like Wendigo uh, antler headset and a spear. Like I am guarding the people of this town. I am the guardian of this town or some shit. I'm like, all right, he's gonna play a bigger part in this in the second uh, one. But yeah, it's just like where the fuck the robot go, man? I th- yeah, especially when you like Merc Homeboy. I'm like, I thought he was gonna be all in on the quest and he's like, no, I'm just gonna go fuck off and guard this town until y'all come back. This is one that would make a great video game. Like, this was just, like, never-ending, like, side quest and, you know, mini-boss and then final boss battles. Yeah, and it it looked so, I mean, looked so good. Like, the, the, like, it starts off the small farming town, and it looks very much like... The village. Like a Viking-type <laughs> town. You know, and then, like, yeah, they even call it, like, the Longhouse. That's, like, you know, you know and everyone's kind of, like... They had a Yule Log. You know... Scottish sounding or <laughs> everybody sounds like freaking Vikings nearly. And then the, like the space people show up and you're like, Oh, this is like space stuff. 
Like, you know, even their houses look like, you know, kind of simple, like, old-school farmhouses, but then they have, like, automatic opening doors and shit. It's like, like a hobbit town. Yeah, it's like, they don't have indoor plumbing. They, they got, like, girl walking around with a bucket of water, but somehow they got, like, automatic doors. I'm like, y'all couldn't, like, plumb this, this city? <laughs> no, dude. The <laughs> soil is very rocky, okay? You, 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 did you even watch the movie? <laughs> Oh yeah, we we can't uh, we can't uh, feed. The, yeah, we we've got these huge fields, but they're they're very rocky. Yeah, we we don't produce enough to feed ourselves, especially not your, uh, you know, space Nazis show up. I mean, those uniforms were. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> with his like little like, you know, the whatever priest class following him around. It was like, dude, these uh, yeah, it was like serious Warhammer vibes. But then the the story kicks off, and I'm like. I mean, there's all these comparisons online, like, oh, they just, you know, it's like his version of Star Wars, which, I say, he made a better Star Wars movie than, like, they did in the fucking three, like, uh, sequels uh, that Disney uh, gave us. I mean, it was, this was definitely, like, you know, looked cool, like, space battle-esque. I mean, we had more ground fighting than we got, like, you know, actual... War in the but stars, even but... even with the ground fighting though, I mean there was a good you know mix between you know gunplay, sword play, you know just basic hand to hand combat. Um, and the, but fucking homeboy walking around you know murking people with a shillelagh. <laughs> yeah, that that fucking bone like shillelagh, <laughs> and was like, yeah, when he comes in like, you know. Homegirl tried to, like, warn them all, like, no, these people are nasty. We need to, like, avoid contact with them. And, you know, they tried to... And the the chief tries to, like, oh, no, you know, we're... Because you know, he shows up all like, oh, I'm here to welcome you to the warm embrace of the, uh, the, uh, the Empire. And, uh... And then he just takes that turn when he's, like, you know, tells them, no, we're not going to give you anything. It's like, all right, yeah. Who here, like, actually does the work? And then, you know, one guy, you know, he's like, oh, I'm the businessman. Yeah, I'm going to try to negotiate. And he's like, oh, like, y- y'all lied to me. And he, and he just, like, beats the fucking chief to death with a bone, like, uh, femur. Like a femur staff-looking thing. <laughs> the, yeah. The the priest is, here's your ass-whooping stick, my lord. <laughs> well, the bad thing is, like, you got freaking a dumbass that won't keep his mouth closed. And it's like, oh, no, we're going to take the, you know, diplomat. And it's like, you can't reason with unreasonable people. No. He was the, uh, I, you know, of course, Christmas, watch Die Hard. He was the, uh, <laughs> the coked out lawyer. <laughs> you know, the, the guy who's like, oh yeah, I know John McClane. I'll negotiate for you. And then gets blasted in the face. I'm like, yeah, that's that character. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't tell these guys you know me. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do y'all, uh, what do y'all need? Uh, uh, but yeah, homeboy does a you know good job of doing that. Uh, what Ed uh, Skirin as Atticus Noble, the uh, admiral, of going that that change from like I'm the friendly guy to like oh no I'm here to kill all of you if you don't do what I say. I I, I like that. Yeah, I mean as a does. as a villain, he was a good villain. Like and such a you know, dude like. Got his little sex octopus up in his uh his spaceship. <laughs> like tentacle, tentacle, tentacle. It's like, ooh, stop that. We've got company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a weird some bitch. <laughs> I mean 
I mean, if an alien introduced itself, like, you know, could you be, I'm the first human to fuck an alien? <laughs> uh, just straight, you know, if we learn nothing from Captain Kirk all these years, it's like, you, you know, you got to boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> uh, be the first dude to meet an alien. Or like, sometimes you go where many, many men have <laughs> But back to the the thought I had a second ago before I got you know, brain nowhere, he could get sidetracked. I don't think Zack Snyder made a Star Wars movie. He made The Magnificent Seven. Or, uh, like, it's, if you look at the story, it's fucking Seven Samurai. Or The Magnificent Seven. It's, or, uh, not Magnificent, um, uh, the fucking cowboy movie that's like Inglorious Bastard? No. Not that. Uh you talking about John Wayne? No, the one with the well we did a Django? No. <laughs> with the fucking seven. <laughs> Magnificent seven? Yeah, I think so. But it's like it's the same story. Hateful eight? The uh you know, a small village gets attacked by marauders. They have to go, they send the farmers out to hire gunmen to protect the town. They hire Denzel Washington or whoever played him in the first version of the movie. Or, like I said, it's Seven Samurai. It, yeah, it's almost the same damn story. It's like, we've got to protect this small town. Let's go out and hire mercenaries to to save us. And, you know, they go recruit, you know, a general, a freaking warrior, a pirate and a bunch of rebels but I'm like the whole time I'm like this is just Magnificent Seven in space yeah I mean I don't know there were many nods to many different franchises I mean you know we'll just say this is an an Iliad or an epic <laughs> how many chapters can there be infinite <laughs> It'll be like Star Wars, you know, it just, you know, there there is no end. <laughs> and we have uh, Sophia Butella playing Korra, who is a former Imperium soldier who ended up getting found by these these farmers and, and giving up the gun to become a simple farmer and uh, get away from that life of war. And I like her, speaking of transitions, like, because she's like, no, you can't. You can't uh, deal with these people. And when they kind of get forced into dealing with those people and they leave like a small platoon behind to kind of guard the town until the big ship comes back for harvest. And then they decide to uh, uh, molest uh, Sam, I think was her name. Uh, and she finally like, she's like trying to like, nope, I'm just leaving because y'all all are fucked. And then they she sees them abusing her and she's like, nah, I got to step in. But when she walks in with like just like an axe, and she'd mention she's like a child of war, but you know don't know how badass this bitch is yet. But she's got that look I, I call it like mid uh, flinch, where she's kinda like got that scared look like I'm standing up to these people, but bad things are gonna happen, and then as soon as homeboy gets like close enough to go hands on, it's just like no. Like goes from that like scared look to like the fucking professional. You're like, but at oh, the same time, like now. I kinda <laughs> Kind of feel like that was a ruse to yeah. get him, you know, draw him in close and get him in, you know, striking distance and then just fucking murked. Yeah, like, but like as an actor, I love that transition where she's just kind of like 
looking like a little scared, like I'm doing this, but I probably shouldn't be. And then as soon as homeboy gets holding, gets close enough for her to go hands on, she's it's like, like, no, like no, like emotion. It's like it's it's on now. And it's like, oh shit, <laughs> y'all done fucked up. You you just stepped into my web. And that whole like, and he does it throughout the movie where it's like just random uses of slow mo. Like, fights go from, like, real-time to, like, slow-mo, then back to real-time, then slow-mo, and it's like... He does it through the whole fucking movie, and it's like, it's... It's weird, I've not seen that before, but I kind of like shooting fight scenes like that, where so it's like... So, is that, you know... You know, everybody's got their own, you know, signature style, so is the slow-mo now Zack Snyder's, we'll leave Lens Flare to Michael Bay... Uh, <laughs> or, uh, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh... I don't know, there was, there was some decent lens flare when those guns were going off in slow motion. It's like, look how cool these blasters look. And they, I mean, they look like the fucking Dude, they 40K look... blasters, too. <laughs> They're kind of steampunk. Oh, I like when they're hitting metal and it's just like, you just see like that melting, like, uh, effect, or when it just like burns like straight through people. I was like, it... visually, there was plenty of things in this that I had not seen before, or I don't remember seeing before, but yeah, that, the, the, Mid fight slow mo, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Schneider's new uh, new signature. I mean, did he do that in the Batman movies? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah, like, sometimes I, like I, 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 like I've got a problem. Like I watch shit and I enjoy shit, and then I don't remember shit about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, that was cool. I better tell Joe it was cool, and then you know after that is gone, like. Yeah, I could that way. I I rewatched this today because like I watched it when it came out December twenty second or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, it's been two weeks. I got to refresh because <laughs> I I remember pieces of it, but oh, but I couldn't remember like any fucking characters' names or anything like that. I but, don't know. I I loved, you know, just some of the creatures. You know, like it's good fantasy action. Yeah, if nothing else, this movie needs like awards for makeup because the aliens looked. Like I said, he made he made a great Star Wars movie because the aliens look. Well, what about the fucking little awesome. alien dude that's like controlled by the scarab, like where the scarab's like you know. Oh yeah, it's like just it kind of reminds me of the uh, the aliens from uh, Independence Day, where like that's how they communicate is they use somebody as a meat puppet, and Homeboy's just like dead at the bar table, and like you know the little scarab thing with his like like has anybody seen General Titus or whatever? And he's like, oh yeah, he he I remember him. He you know badass dude. He's like. Last I heard, he was like a gladiator on 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 some fucking moon, just just, just chilling the bar with his meat puppet. <laughs> but what I loved about that whole scene was like, it's all mercenaries and you know bounty hunters and shit like that. Like that's information you would pay for. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just strange to me that they just you know I mean obviously she did uh. You know, beat the fuck out of the dude that wanted to, you know, get a little touchy feely. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying, and uh, you know, kind of a good role reversal. Usually, it's the girl getting sexually harassed. Now it's the dude. <laughs> so yeah, they got this like dog faced uh, alien guy. He's like, "How much for dude, your dude?" It uh... looked like Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> looked like Thanos' asshole. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, we're gonna uh... Thanos. Uh, you know. How much for your guy here? And she's like, he's not for sale. Oh, come on. Don't be a jealous bitch. Like, like if I can just grab homeboy's dick in the barn. He's like, I got a room upstairs, like relatively clean sheets. He's like, he'll be begging for more by morning. And she like fucking knocks homeboy the fuck out. And he's like, comes back with his, his gang. 
like, I'm gonna, you know, and she's just like, I like that too, before, before they even get in that, like, she, you know, the block of the bar orders two shots of whatever space whiskey they're drinking, and she just, like, downs hers, like, you know, not, no reaction whatsoever, and, like, the farmer that's, like, you know, trying to lead her to the, the rebels, like, takes his shot and, like, goes to speak, and he's like, oh, fuck, that burns. <laughs> it's like, yeah, homeboy, like, your girl here is uh, way more uh, wise in the ways of the galaxy. <laughs> but, I mean, that was the other thing. Like, we got space pirates. Like, Yeah, uh, Gunner. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the farmer's name. He's kind of a... Kind of a bitch, but eventually becomes a, becomes a hero-ish. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that was all a ruse, you know? I mean, I kind of feel like like as, as this drag on, we're, we're going to realize those villagers just aren't villagers. I mean, cause it, it looks like a Viking village. Like, these people look like they should be, like, you know, fucking up some people with some war axes. They're like, no, we're just farmers for, uh, yeah being peaceful but then yeah the, the elders are all like badass viking motherfuckers turns out <laughs> uh and then yeah this is the point we get introduced to and that's the whole reason they're in the bars because the guy they're going to meet gets caught by bounty hunters and how how do you like the the bounty hunters little like fucking uh robot scorpion things that like lock everybody up <laughs> it's like you know fucking handcuffs and transport them all at the same time and then if you're if you, you really don't want to fuck with them, you just snap their spine and they're like, all right, we'll just transport them paralyzed so we don't have to <laughs> worry about them escaping. It's like, fucking, that's some serious bounty hunter shit. You know, it's like, it's like the Mando. I can bring you in alive or I can, br- or I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> so obviously this is more futuristic than Star Wars, you know, because these people have figured out, like, people are heavy. We're tired of hauling bodies. <laughs> like... Yeah, we're we're gonna give ourselves some sort of a mechanical advantage. Yeah, those those little like fucking capture bots were nasty. And this is the point where we get in, introduced to uh, Charlie Hunnam, aka Kai, the mercenary and starship pilot. Because, which yeah, yeah, she's like fighting off like you know, homeboy comes back in the bar and he's just like, I'm gonna give you one chance to walk the fuck out of here. And she's like, Oh, you're gonna give us all one chance? He's like, Uh, oh, we get another slow mo fight scene. And you know, he finally gets to like the drop over and you know. Charlie Hunnam pulls out the blaster out of the shoulder holster and takes him out. I liked his character. He was like, and I always forget he's actually Irish because like <laughs> he's played an American in so many things. Like, and he starts talking. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is what he actually sounds like in real life. <laughs> he's a fucking leprechaun. Fucking Jax Teller. Pacific Rim. He's like, yeah. Play so many Americans that it's like, oh yeah, I forgot he he sounds like that. <laughs> Somebody get that guy a motorcycle and a sweet, you know, cut. <laughs> but that's one thing I did not see, spoiler alert, is his betrayal. Like, I thought he, because like, we're making these comparisons like, oh, this is just fucking Star Wars or the Magnificent Seven. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the Han Solo type, archetype character who's like the 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 scoundrel that you know ends up joining the rebellion and uh and then it it's like no nah, I'm just I was here to fuck y'all from the beginning <laughs> I saw an opportunity which realistically in a place like that like you know I I don't know like at one point you're like 
fuck yeah, you know, band of warriors. And then you're like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> off with your arm. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh no, like, because she's like, yo, when did you like flip on us? She's like, oh no, I've been flipped since the beginning because I heard your story and I'm like, oh, I can use this story to lure out these other rebels that are going to be worth money as, as bounties. So, so yeah, I'm going to help you put together your, your band of brothers and, and then, the bard strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go help you, you know, put together your band of, of outlaws and then I'll just turn you all in and like triple my money <laughs> and I don't have to hunt. Like I can just like fucking trap you guys. Like I'm, I'm a businessman who gets like a fucking shaft through his head. I was like, well, I guess he's not going to be in the <laughs> chapter two. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> but yeah, she he's like, hey, I need a. He's like, I'm a pilot, and he's he's like, you know, y'all need to get to so and so, and y'all kind of, you're kind of a badass lady. I kind of want to get to know you. I'll, I'll. He's like, well, this isn't a job you're not going to get rich on. He's like, ah, but it's interesting. I like interesting. I'll 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 tag along for a while. And he's like, eh, well, you know, you, you know, looking for warriors. I might know a couple guys. Let me let me introduce you to. And they go to like, space. Uh, farm or space ranch <laughs> and like there's this badass space indian guy that's uh you know he's pretty he's pretty jacked like you might you might be able to find him i mean get, he can break your break in your pegasus yeah <laughs> that thing was badass looking like flying eagle Crow eagle horse thing. yeah so he's like, yeah, he owes me like 300,000 credits or whatever. Uh, he's like, well, we don't have any money. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, I like to gamble. If he can break that fucking crazy-ass beast, I'll uh, I'll let him go. If he doesn't, then you all get to join him in, in forced indentured servitude. And they're like, can you fly it? Yeah, I can fly it. Yeah, and he's, he gets that whole thing where he's like kind of bonds with it and eventually like, you know, learns to fly it. And then it brings it back and it's like, yeah, be, be good to her. And it's like, Hey, I said I would fly it. I didn't say anything about letting you motherfuckers fly it. And certain, of course, like the, the asshole ranch ranch owner who's been uh, yeah, using him as a slave. He's like, oh, yeah, it's broken. I'm going to ride it. And then the fucking thing just eats him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, good girl. <laughs> We're both free now. <laughs> I don't know what that creature was, but it was cool. It kind of reminded me of a, a griffin, but instead of having like a lion body, it it was like a four-legged eagle or some shit. You know, it, it it wasn't hair. It, it had feathers, and it was cool. It was like it looked. So black. it was a raptor. Yeah, I mean, it looked <laughs> black until you got it fly in the sunlight, and it was like actually like a really dark green. I'm like, that's cool as shit looking. <laughs> it's like fucking yeah, crow eagle thing. Just gotta watch out if you're around cliffs. Yeah, like I think that was like the moment of respect where it's like, all right, I'm taking this motherfucker for a ride. He's like. <laughs> Oh shit, this motherfucker just jumped off a cliff and landed on my ass. Hell yeah. All right. Props to you, bro. Yeah. We got this. We can hang. Because <laughs> the whole thing, you know, he bows to it and, like, you know, pets it and stuff. And it's like, yeah, come on, man. I, I'm not going to hurt you. We're just, let's just both, like, you know, be free. And then he jumps on it. It's like, nah, fucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the Sky Bucking Bronco. Or Sky Rodeo. That's That'd be a cool, uh, cool series. <laughs> Sky Rodeo. Got drones big enough for people to ride on. <laughs> like your opponent is, you know, in the controls, and you're fucking trying to stay on this damn drone. <laughs> I mean, it was basically that scene from the first uh, 
avatar where <laughs> dude's trying to bond with the fucking dragon thing. That's another one. I enjoyed the <laughs> shit out of Avatar. Ask me today anything about it. People were blue. Did you watch the new one? <laughs> Way of Water or whatever it's called? I don't think I watched the new one. I haven't either. I only watched the first one once. I'm like, I was never a Well, big see, movie. I saw it in IMAX. Yeah. But... It, it was worth seeing on the big screen, but I was like, eh, it's kind of kind of lame. I just, just... <laughs> I, I'm not an Avatar fan, so I, I have not bothered to watch like three hours way of water or whatever it is. Because it, hell, it's on streaming now. I could, I just haven't bothered. Speaking of which, uh, Equalizer Three is on Netflix now, so get some Denzel action. We're going to talk about streaming uh, when we get to news. <laughs> I'm going to get a little political. Spoiler alert. Good, because I only found like two articles to, to give you this week. <laughs> so I was hoping That's you fine. had some. <laughs> We're going to rant and rave. I don't really have articles. I just have ideas. <laughs> You know, keep me away for, you know, a few weeks. I I got some mad shit I can talk now. <laughs> it's probably the same rehash shit from, like, three years ago, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, they uh, they pick up their first uh, guy to join the quest, and then he's like, ah, no, I might know somebody else. Go visit uh, Nemesis, the cyborg swordmaster with the rip-off lightsabers. <laughs> But yeah, like she was like basically a, a traveling do-gooder, I guess. You're like, hey, this spider lady kidnapped my kid, and she's like, that freaking space pilgrim outfit walks in and then pulls out those like, I don't know, the sword design was badass. They're almost like elongated, almost cleavers. like flame swords. And then like at a certain point, she's like, yeah, you know, they just like fire up. Yeah, you know, she's like trying to like take it easy, and like, oh no, you, you've pissed me off now. I'm gonna like heat up my my flame swords and. Yeah, very lightsaber-esque looking uh, when she like did the whole samurai like cutting the ground thing. Like, all right, you done fucked up, Spider Lady, and Spider Lady looked cool as shit. Like, I've not seen oh, yeah. seen that in a in a movie that I was like, yeah, this this movie needs an award for the fucking makeup and and effects, if nothing else. I mean, the story might not have been super original, but like the visuals of it were like unlike most things I had seen recently. I'm hoping the second part of this is as good as the, <laughs> the first. yeah. That's thing. Even though like the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is just Magnificent Seven. I didn't care. I'm like, this is still like a good ass version of Magnificent. It's Magnificent I mean, there was Seven enough space. action it's... and 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 you know, like you know, there there was story. Like originally, I was like, fuck, this thing's two hours and fifteen minutes long. Like you get about an hour and forty five minutes is. You know, I think now what I'm programmed. Uh, <laughs> but it didn't feel like, you know, almost two and a half hours. Yeah, and I, the first time I started it, I started it, like, late at night. And I only made it, like, halfway through. Like, when when they picked up the, you know, rode the eagle, that was where I stopped. And then I started, like, the next day and <laughs> watched the rest of it. So I had to, like, re, re-watch it all in one one sitting today to, to refresh my memory. Uh, and then you get... Uh, Go to see General Titus, who's a former Imperium general who did not like how the... Played by the one and only Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Digimon Hus... Dude, I can't pronounce the name. But it's funny, he... Like, the Imperium run by a king who kind of starting to like, I've done too much war, I'm going to start becoming benevolent, and then gets assassinated and his whole kind of... Gets taken over by a regent who's evil and wants to conquer the entire galaxy. 
and you know, as one of his generals, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal to the king. I'm not going to do, do this shit and turned his soldiers against the new king and uh, got his ass kicked. And now he's existing as a gladiator, which is funny because he was in the movie Gladiator. <laughs> it's like, ah, back to your old tricks, eh? So fitting. Hey, I feel like you're a great candidate for this role. <laughs> he also played a wizard in Shazam. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, I've seen Shazam. I don't know. Uh, I've seen both Shazams, but I didn't see them in theaters. There's so. more than one? Yeah, there's two, but they're on HBO Max now, so I just watched them online. I didn't go see it. Surprisingly decent. And they're all shot in Atlanta, so you're like, this isn't Boston or wherever the fuck this movie's set, because I recognize all these hotels. Because <laughs> they shot a bunch of that shit down Dragon Con area. I was on a rooftop in Atlanta last week. <laughs> Yeah, so there's like one scene in like Shazam too that's on top of that. I was that. like, oh, that's what the Marriott's roof looks like. <laughs> but they were in the parking deck next to Dragon Con, and you can see the Sheridan and the uh, the Hilton and the Marriott, like all in the background, is on they're on top of this parking deck. I'm like, yeah, this isn't. Uh, I think it's set in Chicago. I forgot what. Maybe it is. They're in some city that's not Atlanta, and I'm like, oh no, this is Atlanta because I've been to this parking deck. <laughs> that was absolutely on Cortland Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 52 stories up. Like, here I am. It's fucking windy as shit up here. <laughs> a little chilly. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they gotta sober up the great general who's, uh... <laughs> and he's like, fuck y'all, like, my... my, I don't care about justice anymore. My soldiers are all dead. She's like, alright, well then how about revenge? Is that something you can get behind? And you're like, eh, revenge sounds cool. Yeah, I can, I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell just, you know, how good of uh, her leadership skills, just the way that she's able to, you know, get in people's psyche and be like, this is my cause. This is the reason my cause is now your cause. Come with me. <laughs> yeah, and they did a good job of, like, fleshing out her backstory, you know, because you know, as she's on this quest, you know, she keeps telling gunner kind of where she came from and like she's like all right yeah at first i was this badass warrior and the flashbacks to her in battle was uh was pretty badass i was like oh this is like some serious like fucking laser blast and she's like yeah you know when i you know i was they came and destroyed my home world and took me as his like adopted daughter and you find out like her captor daddy is actually the new regent who's trying to destroy the rebellion uh but yeah like she's like yeah when i graduated they're like you know told us to like find a lover because when the when politics are no longer good enough you, you need something to fight for and then you cuts the you know her boyfriend like is is dead on the battlefield and she's like fucking rock and roll and it starts murking motherfuckers and it's like it's kind of weird with a laser blaster i i Laser blasters still utilizing magazines. It's a bit odd to me. You would think it'd be some kind of charging mechanism or something. Well, I think it's not. It's not actually like. To go back to it being just forty, you know, Warhammer shit. They're shoot. It's shooting bolts of plasma. So it's like still like a physical bullet, but it's just like a flaming plasma ball instead of like you know a laser. Chase rounds. <laughs> Shitload of Tannerite. <laughs> Oof. 
boom. I wonder what those fucking um, robots are made out of. Because, like, yeah, when you first see the robot, like, oh, shit, they gave us a Jimmy unit. These things are crazy. They won't fight back no matter what you do to him. He, like, shoots him, like, two or three times. And he gets up and he's like, I'm a little muddy. Like, what kind of fucking armor is that dude made out of? Best car. <laughs> oh, he's a Mandobot. <laughs> fucking makes sense now. <laughs> Come on, Joe. You already said I was Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like everything else, like, you know, even, like, those soldiers, like, armor and shit, like, the fucking plasma bolts going, like, right through their asses, but they shoot the bot a couple times, and it's just like, I'm muddy now. I gotta go to the river and wash off. <laughs> I gotta meet our new princess. Yeah. But then it goes back to, um, like, the kind of like the second uh, uh, part of her backstory. It's like, yeah, I was, I did all these things. I was like total badass. But then I learned to be, care for people again because I got, I was such a badass. They're like promoted me to like the king's guard and it was my job to guard the princess. And this princess was actually like, you know, could, was a life giver and not a life taker and even the king was like yeah, one day when she's the queen you know times will be peaceful because she's going to bring us back from all the conquest we've done like and she kind of you know she's like that's kind of how I learned humanity was taking care of this little girl and then when all, everything went to shit you know I end up uh yeah now we're going to have zombies <laughs> I don't know those the priest class people looked a little bit zombie like those those things were nasty looking that's all I was thinking of when the dog, you know, dog brings the uh, the bird by. It's like it's now a zombie bird. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet! I eat your brains. Sorry, Resident Evil did it first. <laughs> I'm waiting for. Uh... There's a key point of her backstory that we're missing that I'm I'm hoping we'll get in the second one because like, all right, we know she was a warrior. We know she was the king's daughter's bodyguard, but we also know. The king and the daughter got assassinated. So, so where was she when, like, the <laughs> assassination happened? Like, was she, like, you know, how did she miss, uh, fail at her duty as the, uh, as the bodyguard? So, yeah, we've not, we've not gotten that piece of her story yet. So maybe in part two called The Scar Giver, which was apparently her, <laughs> her nickname for some reason that they never really explained. Don't know who she scarred, but she I mean, gives scars. Probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have to survive. You don't get scars if you're dead. <laughs> so who did she just fuck up real bad and not not kill? I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be like Lion King. Simba. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that over there is a shadow realm. We don't go over there. Wait, that's Mortal Kombat with a shadow realm, right? Maybe. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Oh. And then we get our space rebels, who uh, have cool little fighter space fighter jets. <laughs> the ships are kind of cool. Oh, I fell asleep. I'm awake now. Very Mad Max looking too. When they when they finally track down the the rebels to yeah, I mean that get was one army. thing is the different environments. Like you you go from your you know grassy ocean you know hillsides to you know space to your kind of dystopian you know type worlds. Like a lot of different environments. Yeah, things kind of traveled, locations kind of changed quickly, but they did a good job of making every 
new planet look. There was no confusion if you didn't read the uh, the uh, captions that they're on a different planet. All the environments looked very different. I mean, you had the the rolling hills of the farmland, and then they get into that town, which was very uh, kind of looked like old samurai movie, uh, old western town. And then, like I said, you got the the that ranch. was just Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> you get like space ranch, and even when they uh, to go back to when they uh, meet Nemesis on the mining world, you know. Up's upper world looks very industrial and then they get to like the underworld and it's like all neon and shit and very like cyberpunk look, look a, a lot like uh, uh blade runner uh, type shit. I'm like, and then you get to like kind of weird mystic space planet where the, uh, the rebels are all, you know, hiding out with uh, the, the benevolent King that's taking care of them. Who's kind of like fishy looking, <laughs> <laughs> Space fish. And little, little Ad- Admiral Akbar esque <laughs> But, I mean, that was the thing. It was like... And then the Gladiator planet was very, like... We had things to compare old to. Old Roman looking. <laughs> like, but at the same time, I didn't feel like, oh, this is supposed to be, you know, a direct correlation to this character or that. Like, there's things that your brain wants you to, like, you're trying to make the correlation to Han and and, and stuff like that. But then it's like, oh, no. Like, it it still feels fresh. It still feels new. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, they stole this idea just to repurpose it, you know. (laughs) But I still saw those, like... It was kind of nice that this wasn't dark as fucking shit so you could actually see what was going on. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's odd for a Zack Snyder film. I'm like, hey, you turned up the brightness in this one. <laughs> it's dark without being like, I can't see anything, <laughs> which I, I appreciated. What was the budget for this? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, 166 million. Because I don't know if that's for both films or just just this first installment. But yeah, 166 uh, is what it says on the on the. Uh, yeah, I guess this is just for. Because uh, I always one. thought maybe like. You know, the reason for the darkness was to hide bad effects and shit. <laughs> like. Yeah, you, you get that in a lot of movies where it's like, eh, the CGI is kind of weak. Let's just make everything dark <laughs> so that we can, we can, uh, you know, blur those lines between CGI and, and, and I'll be interested to see how much of this was done, like practical, like the sets and shit, because it all looked really good. Even like the the crazy space battles or even the ground fire. Yeah, like, it, I mean, you, normally, you know, anytime there's fiery explosions, like, it's, it's easy to see just bad fire. <laughs> yeah. And by and large, it looked pretty good. Yeah, apparently Snyder was also the cinematographer on this as well. Produced by, written, or story by Zack Snyder, produced by several people, including Zack Snyder, but also cinematography so yeah so yeah i guess this is his new uh signature piece the slow motion fight scenes <laughs> i don't know maybe he's the type of director that instead of trying to play in somebody else's sandbox just do his own original shit yeah because i gotta say i'm Zack snyder's hit or miss with me like i loved 300 and but I thought his DC movies were not great. Um, and 
then this right here, you know, I'm like, I'm like, ah, fuck, don't let Zack Snyder touch a movie. And then it's like, and this comes out, I'm like, all right, fucking Zack Snyder's all right <laughs> again. It's like, it's like the, if, yeah, if he's not trying to fit into someone else's world, if he's not, probably doesn't have the restrictions of, say, a Warner Brothers studio with like the DC stuff. If you just let him do his thing, he's like, all right, no, dude's at least visually a good director. <laughs> well, I mean, if he wrote this, like the dialogue and everything, you know, there, there were plot twists and things that I didn't quite see coming. Yeah. I was like, that's, and that's kind of rare. Cause a lot of times I'm just like, all right, yeah, I know, I know where the, the twist is going to be. And then it's like, I did not see, cause Hunnam's character, Kai, he kept coming like kind of more and more helpful. And he's like, he's like, Hey, like, you know, since you're begging, like, I'll help you guys. Like, we're not begging. Well, since you're asking, we weren't asking. No, no, you, you need me. I'm, I'm, does this make me a good guy now? Fuck. You know, it's like, like I, I was all in on him being like, especially cause like he always plays a hero, even when he's like technically a bad guy, like Jax, you know, criminal, but kind of a good, good guy in a sense, you know, where it's like, I've never seen him play a true villain. And like that twist where it's like, no, I've been fucking y'all from the hope from the get go, just using your story to help lure out all these other outlaws that I can, uh, then, you know, <laughs> get bounties on five bounties for the price of one. Like, and then tries to make the farmer, you know, executor, you know, even though he knows he's like, I know you're in love with her. Go ahead. Like break your spine for me. You know, you're, you're a coward. You're going to do this. And then he's like, uh, Nope, I'm gonna let her go, and I'm gonna jam this spike through your fucking head, asshole. <laughs> and it was like, oh shit, homeboy's got some balls, actually. <laughs> Love does mysterious things. So yeah, like I didn't see that twist coming, um, and even though, like I said, it's reminiscent of several other films, I cared more about these characters than I did uh, fucking Ray and and Finn and and Poe, and like I said, he did a. Like I said, he made a better Star Wars movie than Disney has with the with the three main sequels, and it, like in a big cast for a Netflix film. Like, like no wonder the fucking subscription prices keep going up because these motherfuckers are spending money on some on making some good movies. Um, yeah, they are. But I'm gonna put a uh, a damper later on in the show. Hmm. Did you can't your Netflix again. <laughs> you just keep having to... Shit, something else came out. I gotta re-up. No, it was... Both Rachel and I were both paying for subscriptions. <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb. We should only <laughs> pay for one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta cancel one of them. <laughs> and then... So apparently I canceled mine. And just never got her login info to... <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how to watch Netflix now. <laughs> That's like HBO. I keep trying to cancel HBO and then something they'll announce something else coming out. And I'm like, fuck, now I got to keep it another month. <laughs> Every time I remember to cancel it, like something else, like, hey, we're getting season two of whatever. I'm like, fuck, I got to keep it another month. I'm glad. I, I don't really, outside of the podcast, like, I don't really watch a lot of TV. And I don't know why, because you always say, hey, dude check this thing out. I'm like, oh, that was badass. <laughs> but I probably would have never watched this otherwise. Like, if you hadn't told me, hey, we're, we're going to podcast about this thing, watch it. Like, 
Let's say it's like, I mean, you're, you work a job where you're on the road all the time. I work a job where I'm sitting at a computer all day, so I can usually have something playing in the background because I don't have to actually communicate verbally with people. So I watch a ton of shit. And it's <laughs> I don't communicate. I just yell a lot. <laughs> like all, all my work's done online, so it's like yeah, I'm usually have and I don't know. I got whatever the touch of the uh, ADD because it's like I can't do one thing. If I do one thing, I get distracted. So I got to have at least two things going on to concentrate on one thing. <laughs> I got to have something for like the extra noise in the back of my head. So it's like yeah, I'm usually watching uh, YouTube or Netflix and shit while I'm while I'm uh, uh, working. Because like I, I've, so I got a multitask. The field of screaming goats and the field of fainting goats. Which are you going to concentrate on? So I'm just going to sit in the middle and just watch, just smoke a cigar and watch, watch him faint, <laughs> faint and scream. That's that's my retirement ah! goal. I got to, I got to get my gun uh, training company up and running so I can buy a ranch and uh, <laughs> get my goats. Apparently, I'm supposed to be looking for property here in the next year or so so hey there's a hundred acres for sale up the road now <laughs> comes with a lodge <laughs> i don't know if i want to be this far north though like you you are way fucking out here like at least where i'm at you're close to the 400 corridor where you can yeah. get places so it's not as bad but i'm like fuck there's a whole horse farm for sale down the road, but I didn't have the 2.9 million. I didn't win the lottery, so I, it's, it's still for sale. <laughs> oh, put it on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we had our betrayal moment that led us into our our final battle. And I got to say, homeboy getting hit in the face with his own uh, uh, beaten stick, and this that slow motion of the teeth. Just you just see the teeth like on the platform, like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." <laughs> and then you find out he's a zombie. Yeah, because he doesn't die. He, uh, you know, of course, he basically gets the uh, the uh, Anakin Skywalker treatment, like at the end of uh, Episode Three, when uh, when uh, Obi Wan just leaves him burning on the side of the river, and of course the Emperor comes and finds him. Same thing. Homeboy's like, you know. Fucking all beat to shit and stabbed a couple times, laying in the water, and of course the the Empire shows back up and picks him up, and we can rebuild him. <laughs> but let's see, send him it's to see like the some uh, Resident Evil shit. Which uh, you know, I think that was another thing that I really liked about this is, you know, like there was a lot of future tech, there was a lot of old, you know, just rustic blacksmith work. Like it was a good blend of yes. Of, visuals uh yeah and that whole like uh virtual call with uh and you get the reveal that turns out you know Korra's father is the the main bad guy he is the he is the emperor aka the re- regent and you know even though the you know the the surviving soldiers because we lost our uh our leader of the rebellion and most of his army but his one of his random like right hand man survived so that's going to be uh She's going to be big in the next episode, apparently. I was really surprised that his sister didn't make an, an appearance. Oh, I expected like, her to I show kept, back I up. I kept, and you know, waiting on, you know... Her squadron shows up to, to save yeah. him. Probably like, save that for next, uh, <laughs> the next uh Maybe. Uh, I'd be like, I must avenge my brother. So, you know, all of the fighters that weren't willing to, you know... Like... <laughs> that's got to be kind of shitty. Be like... So how many people really believe this shit and are willing to die for it? 
seven. All right, all you other 100 motherfuckers, just go home. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what are you even doing at this point? Yeah, they're like, we're trying to fight a bigger war. We're like, one town's not that important. and like, But the brother's like, no, everyone's important. Like, I'm going to go help these people because they helped us at some point. So, yeah, I expect it's her like, army God damn to it, show. it was our wheat that was in your beer and your bellies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I expect them to show up in uh, part two. But, yeah, they get they finally get back to the town. And it's like, yeah, look, you know, and, and whatever... Uh, the what what uh, Ty, not Titus uh fucking uh the guy who rides the the eagle oh Leonardus yeah he's like <laughs> Leonardus god damn it <laughs> um, you agreed hey it sounded sounded correct <laughs> but yeah he's like oh too bad like we we've already defeated the bad guys this would have been a good place to die <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like ah foreshadowing homie you still got another movie to go and. Turns out the guy you thought you killed isn't uh, actually dead, so uh, he's gonna be back. Tarek, that's who, who uh, Prince Tarek. Apparently, apparently he's some kind of royalty that we didn't know about. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah, because you know, if it if they're if they're really doing Magnificent Seven in space, we know how that movie ended. <laughs> Pretty much everybody dies except for like one dude. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the little girl that's left. And then she uses her magical healing powers because she's the descendant of the princess. You know, since... She's like some reincarnation. Well, like, I I think... I don't know, but, like, when she was down by the river with a robot homeboy and she put his, you know, her hand on his face and, like, you, you started seeing, like, his little lights, you know, on his face start, you know, kind of brightening up and stuff. It's like... Yeah, and he's like, the magic is gone. She's probably got some kind of magical touch, and, you know, because he left with a completely different demeanor than yeah. when he sat down. And when she says, to, and, you know, he's like, you know, I'm afraid that magic got lost or whatever, and she's like, no, it still exists inside you. And then, like, yeah, she touches him, and he kind of lights up and shit, and then... It looks like at the end he's like been guarding the town after uh, after everyone left to find soldiers. So it's like, yeah, I think she's going to be a, play a bigger part in in how this this all goes. Uh, I would not be surprised. She's going to be like, God damn it! Everybody stop fighting. We're, we're just going to destroy one another. <laughs> There'll be nothing left. Flower headbands for all. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see. Peace, uh, man. I just want to see a big space battle too. That's like, like when. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't get like epic space battles. Yeah, we didn't get but... like you know, and a good X-wing fight. Uh, but homeboy were like running up and like stabbing the the fucking pilot of that uh, that little fucking turret. blaster boat thing. <laughs> He's like, you know, that was an epic, you know, sacrifice. And I, I want to see. Uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, the robot, and you go full like murder bot on somebody in the next, uh, <laughs> in the next episode. All Wendigo out. Yeah. I am the robot Wendigo. I'm here to eat you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. With that, you know, sweet Anthony Hopkins voice. <laughs> Just like, I'm going to narrate your death. <laughs> Whatever. I take Anthony Hopkins, Morgan Freeman, like, I wish I could write something worthy of uh, either one of them narrating. I got through watching uh, season two of What If, (laughs) 
And it's funny because there's like one point where like the watcher who narrates the whole thing is there like narrating, but Captain Carter, since she's one of the guardians of the multiverse, can actually hear him. And she's finally like turns around and looks like, dude, are you going to like help or are you just going to narrate this whole thing? <laughs> He's like, what? You can hear me? She's like, yeah, of course I can hear you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just here to narrate. It's kind of my job. He's like, All right, well then get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> that made me laugh. I was like, that's, that's funny. So, uh, what'd you think of your, uh, your uh, edge? I don't think I've had the, uh, that version. It was good. Um, I wish my throat was not as raw, but, um, <laughs> you know, I've talked for almost an hour. Yeah. You haven't gone into a coughing fit yet. Or, yeah, uh... yeah. It's not really coughing. It's just that like dry aching, like just <laughs> kind of raw feeling you know where you haven't like gotten to the metal voice and so it's like yeah, it's... not yet that'll probably be tomorrow <laughs> yeah. i'll be like that or i'll just go like me 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 squeak oh god i'm going through puberty again <laughs> yeah this uh you know final thoughts here on my cigar i like it it's got a good amount of strength um it's uh got that uh san andreas uh hint of sweetness but uh, a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of cream. It's 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 strong, but it's not like uh, you're in love harsh. with cocoa. Yeah, cow. So yeah, I would definitely recommend picking up uh, one of these uh, Unleashed Number Threes uh, if you get a chance. It's uh, not a bad cigar, and it's also reasonably priced too. It's like a ten dollar stick, so it's it's not like outrageous. This definitely could get into the rotation of a. Uh, a regular smoke. What was the price on that, if you don't mind me asking? It was like ten fifty, I think. Something okay. like that. That's about... It's... Yeah, like the I... prices keep going up on everything. Yeah, I mean, I you know... Thanks, Biden. <laughs> you know, at the start of the podcast, you know, that was kind of our, you know, sort of unofficial trope was to be like, hey, let's find the sub $10 cigar. Now it's going to be like... Oh, we gotta find the sub, you know, fifteen dollars cigar to adjust oh, yeah, for inflation. I was trying to, because a bunch of new stuff. What the fuck come is out. an anejo now? Probably twenty dollars, like twenty one, something like that. Like those were like fourteen, you know, fifteen <laughs> oh, yeah, bucks. They've gone up like every year, and everything. Like a bunch of new stuff come out, and I was like, yeah, let me find something new to smoke. But like everything new that had come out was like a twenty dollars stick. I'm like, holy shit! It's like everything's like, it's it's hard to like pick the brand new cigars because they're all like stupid expensive even the what was a ten dollar cigar is now like a twelve dollar cigar because just the fucking yeah, inflation and that's the thing is you know there's a lot of cigars that i know that i enjoy for under twenty dollars so it's not worth me paying twenty dollars to take a gamble on you yeah know. even our like diablo is still my go-to cigar and it's gone up to like eleven fifty twelve dollars uh, sucks getting old and you know getting broke because like all my all my shit's getting expensive. <laughs> There's no like I said, the edge is hell. They were five dollars. Just wait till you gotta start buying diapers. Oh fuck no! <laughs> you mean for myself because I'm old as yeah, shit? <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, so uh, anything we not talk talked about that uh, you know you want to highlight in uh, in said movie? Are any predictions for part two? I already gave my prediction that little girl is, you know, a descendant of the princess. And everyone else is going to die. 
I don't know. Do you think they do a plot twist where Homeboy really wasn't revived? And he's like some kind of, uh, ends up like, a, you know, this being Warhammer-esque, uh, he, he's like, you know, he's like, a, was it the Dreadnoughts where it's like, you know, living soul inside of a machine. He he, he goes full Darth Vader in the next one because they've had to like rebuild him uh, mechanically because he's all fucked up. Yeah. Or does he get fucked to death by his tentacle monster? <laughs> That's how he ends up know. going I, out. I think he might enjoy it. <laughs> they they definitely had a thing. That was weird as shit. <laughs> oh, Zack Snyder's been watching way too much anime. I mean, I honestly got Doctor Who vibes. I mean, like the Scarab reminded me of like the Oods, you know? Yeah. A little bit, then... You know, you always just have weird alien creatures in Doctor Who, and it's kind of what, you know. I watched the new Doctor Who. It wasn't that bad. I'm going to have to start watching Who again, because it's coming to Disney Plus the next season, so. I have something to do. Is that the Jodie Whittaker, or is that no, back with David Tennant? Well, they brought Tennant back for three specials, and then it, he transitioned into another dude. Now it's Nutati Guada, something like that. It's like a, uh, African dude, uh, Nigerian, I think he is. Uh, yeah, he's the he's the newest. Is doctor. he the prince that's always asking me for money and emails? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got for you on uh, Rebel Moon. Uh, check back in a couple months when we cover Rebel Moon Part Two, <laughs> sometime in like April or May. Uh, but we'll be right back with some science. Monkeying around, start talking. About your podcast. We talk about an Emmy winning comedy series. We talk about a band who outsold the Beatles and the Stones in 1967. Still sticking to that story, huh? Well, if you know what's good for you, you'll change your tune. We talk about a groundbreaking multimedia project. That inspired generations of artists and fans. All right, throw the book at them. This book is overdue. Monkeying around, a podcast about the monkeys. And welcome back. It's time for some science. You're like Bill Nye. You're, you're the guy that always talks about scientists without actually or be, talking about science without <laughs> actually being a scientist. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, remember back in the day when games didn't have an ending? They just kept going on and on and on and on and on and well, on. Well, no, actually, that's not true at all because back in the day, most games had, you know, only a l limited 
amount of memory. So, like, you know, the challenge was... You had to get to the how kill high, screen. Yeah, yeah, before, you know, the game kill screened on you. Now, I was never good enough most of the time to, you know, <laughs> ever get that far. Well, a 13-year-old boy, so now we know where... he's Asian. Where, no, from the picture, it looks like he's a, an American. Uh, first uh, person to ever beat Tetris. Our first human to I didn't uh, know beat Tetris, Tetris could actually be beaten. Like there, there's there's a level cap. It ends. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, uh, level 157 is the. <laughs> is, now is uh, that before it kill screens, or is that the official last level? Well, no. Apparently, it, like I said, like those old old school games where it just keeps uh, randomizing. Uh, a programmer. Um, created stack rabbit a tetris playing ai uh that was able to go further than any because apparently once you get to a certain area it starts glitching but it will still keep going the ai was able to get through the glitchy levels and go to past level 235 uh to level 237 at which point the game stopped functioning and froze entirely but no human has been able to uh, accomplish that but apparently there is a way to get the kill screen much sooner on on uh, level 155. If you do a certain thing, it will crash the game, which was still higher than any of like the world record holders until uh, a young man. Uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, basically uh, made it to level 50, 155 and fucked up and did not uh, accomplish the um, the thing that needed to do the kill screen and was able to keep going until, his name's Gibson, uh, level 157 and finally triggered the error that crashes the game and becoming the first human to ever complete Tetris. So yeah, if you too have no life and are really good at video games. <laughs> you can, in fact, kill Tetris. I don't think I've ever made it past, like... I never made it to the triple digits when I played it. I, that's, uh... <laughs> yeah, so he set several world records of, like, the highest score and also making it to the, the highest uh, level. Remember when we were 13 and we didn't have jobs and responsibilities? And... <laughs> like, I see where I went wrong. I never just stuck with one game. Like, yeah. I wanted to play all the games. Yeah, like, and nowadays it's like... Like, could you just imagine how much grind that would be? Like... Yeah, because, like, in our day, it was like... Well, nowadays, games have, like, an ending, especially if it has, like, a story mode. And once I complete a game, it's like, yeah, I hardly ever go back and play it again. But back in the day, there was... There was no saves, and there was no, like, end. It just kept going until you crashed it, and, you know, your Donkey Kong era, Pac-Man, all those things. So, yeah, these guys that, like, stuck with those games just trying to see how far they can push it before the, you know, push it past the uh, point of no return. Yeah, that takes some dedication. I never could, like, stick with one game that long. I would either die or, like I said, eventually it just got outplayed and i'm like i gotta go go play something else <laughs> i gotta go outside yeah i need to go touch grass <laughs> uh 
Well, speaking of a digital world, uh, is the world ready for digital cloning of the dead? Uh, so with the kind of advancements in chatbots like chat B chat GPT, uh, digital resurrection is no longer just, uh, a thing of science fiction. Uh, basically Dr. Masaki Awasaki, uh, assistant professor at Seoul National University School of Law. How fitting. It's in Seoul, and they're trying to keep the souls alive. <laughs> yes, he wanted to, um, as like I said, the chatbots can kind of learn from people and digitally recreate the deceased. Uh, he basically wanted to see if that's something people would actually uh, want to do. So he surveyed 222 U.S. adults across a range of ages, education levels, and socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, in the survey... Uh, people were presented with a scenario in which a fictional woman in her 20s had died in a car accident. The woman's friends and family were considering using AI to recreate her as a digital android. Uh, but it was unclear first whether she had consented to this. Uh, apparently, uh, in scenarios where the deceased did not consent to be digitized, there were 97% said no, that it would be inappropriate to do so. But in scenarios where the person had who agreed to this 58% still felt it was okay to, if the person consented to it. So it's like still a large number. that was like, no, that's still kind of fucking weird and probably shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't do that. Oh God, we're going to have robot zombies. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird if it's like a, uh, whether or not it's, Like, I mean, I get, you know, wanting to hold on to mementos, whether it's, you know, home video or, you know, maybe a, you know, saved voice recording or something, but to, you know, try to digitize it, you know. But in, it's not even like real, real digitization. It's like a chat, a, you know chat GPT or whatever, some kind of AI taking like examples of what you did in life and just basically creating a virtual version. I mean, if it was something like, like, Hey, you're going to die and we can scan your brain and like digitally rebuild you in this virtual kind of like uh, what they did in uh, ready player two, where it's like, you know, making copies of people. Yeah. And how well did that work out? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if you know you're going to go out and you can download your consciousness into some kind of cybernetic existence, whether, but yeah, that whole just like having a, you know, oh, I, I miss my, my family. I'm going to make a, a fake version of them to chat with. It's just, I don't know, seems a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think part of life and life experiences is learning how to deal with grief and everything else. Like, that's that's one of the things that, I don't know, fuck, fucking public school system, you know, started where any time, like, you know, I get it, it's sad, a student died, whatever, but immediately the school, oh, we're going to have grief counselors on site and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, let that be a thing for, you know, parents to explain how life works, you know, and coping mechanisms, that sort of shit. 
but I'm all for a ghost in the machine uh, type future where I can just like, I'm, I'm old now. I want to be a cyborg. <laughs> Turn me into a, a, a fucking Jimmy Battlebot, where I get to continue on in, in robot form. <laughs> you are going to be the Terminators that you are so like, <laughs> like, God damn it. The impending robot doom is upon us. And I am bringing the robot doom. <laughs> I am the robot doom. Speaking of robot doom, yeah, that whole, like, we can get away from these bots because they don't run that fast is kind of over with because now we have a raptor-inspired robot that can run faster than Usain Bolt. So that means you and I stand no chance of outrunning this thing. No, because now we got robot raptors, which is going to be, uh... <laughs> hey, and another Korean, uh... Scientists from Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology uh, is building a raptor-like robot that can reach a whopping 28 miles per hour. So this is where we get Mecha Godzilla. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and we don't know which version we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, the robot has two flexible feet made out of a carbon fiber epoxy composite, which attached to lightweight legs. Each limb also uh, has the robot equivalent of Achilles tendons, which act as shock absorbers and a motor control uh, to control speed. Uh, to ensure balance, there is also a tail. So yeah, they are full-on building like robot raptors. And next, it has the ability to breathe fire. <laughs> uh, so far, these things do, don't have heads that can bite you, but that's probably you know, version 2.0. You know, so we get the... Uh... No, with extended teeth. <laughs> but, you know... So far, you know, I would love to have a robot raptor and be like, "Go fetch my mail." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, so far that you know, the robot has to like you know, it can only run on a rail, so it's it's not going to be chasing us anytime soon. But yeah, there. What, what if we're next to a rail? Yeah, and stay off the train there, tracks. There is no handrail safe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's uh. All I got for you this week, robots, uh, digital cloning, uh, and uh, let me see, what is there one? I think I might have not opened one of my articles here. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go, hypnotizing. <laughs> uh, biggie, 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 can't you see? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, a little bit of brain stimulation um, makes you... Uh, more acceptable to be hypnotized. So be dumb like us and don't get uh, stimulated and you won't get uh, <laughs> hypnotized. Yes, yeah, a new study... Define stimulated. <laughs> well, uh, only around 15% of adults are considered highly hypnotizable. Uh, but scientists have found a way around this. A short session of mild electrical brain stimulation, uh, so basically a, a little bit of shock into the brain, kind of makes you a little more... Uh, a little more hypnotizable. Mm, that sounds like a... Uh... I feel like that's like a Wolfenstein thing. Like, <laughs> yes, shock the brain, hypnotize them. Yeah, this sounds like a good uh, a good precursor to you know, mind control. <laughs> I'm gonna tase them a little bit, and then we're gonna we're gonna wipe their brain and and hypnotize them. So, what makes you not a good candidate? Because you're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> that's what it seems to me. That's that's always been my uh, my conclusions of, of, of uh, bullshit. But yeah, the study person. So that's why I never get chose for things. <laughs> I'm never gonna be a participant. Yeah, we always go to those like hypno shows that like 
Renfest or something, and I'm always just like, these got to be people that they've planted in the audience. Like, I, like I always think this is uh, <laughs> bullshit. But uh, surprised that with uh, 92 seconds of stimulation, a change in stable brain trait that people have been trying to change. 92 seconds—that's a long time. <laughs> Shock the fuck out of you to, uh, to uh, be able to hypnotize you. But that's all I got for you. Don't get shocked. Don't get hypnotized. Uh, and we'll be right back with uh, some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. One. And welcome to nerd news. Yeah, news. And in this segment of nerd news, uh, we're going to talk about some movie trailers for some upcoming things and... Uh, I don't know. New year, new segment. Uh, we'll just kind of see where shit goes. Um, not really a whole lot of new stuff announced or anything, uh, considering. Yeah, we were heavy on trailers last uh, last month because you know everything gets announced around Christmas. But then yeah, it's like first of the year of things kind of kind of slow and not a whole lot of new shit coming out. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh Turn me on to a little trailer, uh, Civil War, and uh, this is looks like it's set in modern times. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go down that. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, we talk yeah. about the Jack Carr books being uh, scary, pro- 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 prolific. Uh, yeah, this is like, uh, could this happen? <laughs> only thing, only thing I call bullshit on. It's like the looks like there's three fractions. There's Florida, Georgia, like Southeast Alliance, and then there's the the Western Alliance of Texas and California. I'm like, I don't see Texas and California getting along. <laughs> I would more see Texas being part of the Georgia uh, Alliance. Uh, I mean, that's about the only thing that's going to make it feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> fiction at that point. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, that one thing in the trailer where, like, the guy's captures this family on the road and it's like come on man we're americans he's like yeah but what kind of americans <laughs> and that's that's part of the problem man like we fucking put labels on literally everything like for us to be like oh we're we're not going to judge you know based on race creed religion blah 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 and then you know what do we do we turn around we I'm Irish American, I'm, you know, Mexican American, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah American, I'm African American, like... I'm redneck American. (laughs) Why the fuck can't we just be American? Like, you know, strip away all the labels, you know, kind of find some unity, like, there's more of us than there is of them, um... Because government media wants you fighting each other so you don't fight them. But, you know, like, all this virtual signaling and, you know, fucking political correctness and everything, all that is is just another fucking label for people to figure out how to divide themselves, but most people are too fucking stupid to realize it. Yeah. Told you we were probably going to get a little political. (laughs) Joe, you can't send me trailers like that. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to end up on fucking, you know, talk radio or something. Uh... (laughs) But this is uh, set to release on April 26, 2024. We're moving the podcast to InfoWars. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Oh shit! So uh, this is uh, the same studio that did Ex Machina, huh? Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's I think it's like an A twenty four film, which they do some interesting stuff, more of the horror genre uh, than than <laughs> this appears to uh, be. But uh, modern American politics is a you know horror. Okay. Ah, eh, true <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's that's the next uh, next level of horror. God. Politics. <laughs> Uh, which I've seen some previews from like the new, cause I've not watched any of the, uh, uh Chucky TV series, but apparently he winds up in the white house, uh, <laughs> in the new series. He's like the president's I mean, kid's toy. It, it's only fitting, you know? I mean, he, you know, found him a nice girl, you know, <laughs> had a kid, you Got know, into politics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you, you can't just remain a little, you know, murder doll, you know, <laughs> <laughs> All of your time, you got to do something with it. You know, he's getting older. He's probably got some wisdom under his belt. Maybe, maybe he's ready to. I mean, fuck. You know, one thing that's going to be a damn president that's going to have one-liners for days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but um, yeah, kind of on the cusp of uh, you know, we talked about with Rebel Moon. Uh, we did get a first look trailer at Gladiator Two. I didn't know that. Denzel. I mean, the trailer though is kind of—it's eh, just teaser trailer, but it didn't show a whole lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, showed Pedro Pascal. Yeah, we got you know Pedro's in another <laughs> film <laughs> series. He's in—he's in everything. Uh, Last of Us, Mando, fucking—I still need to see that Nicolas Cage movie he's in. That looks fun. Um, but yeah, you got Pedro and Denzel. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'll—I'll I'll see what this is. But yeah, I, I mean. Obviously, can't get uh, uh, you know, original guy died the f- <laughs> the end of the first movie, so don't think he'll be returning. So I guess we're gonna get a whole brand new uh, gladiator, or is this like the aftermath of him murking the emperor and <laughs> what kind of uh, fuckery occurred after that? Yeah, I said there wasn't enough in the trailer to really figure out what the fucking story is, but well, and I mean, I think that's the point. The point is just to get you know. The, the buzz going, get people, you know, excited, engaged, and talking about it. I mean... The original Gladiator is such a good movie that it's like, I'm I'm hopeful that they don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know, I keep uh, having discussions about, you know, all the remakes, and everybody's like, yeah, but look what they did with Top Gun, and it's like, not everybody is Tom Cruise, not everybody can, you know, like, some things just don't need to be repeated. I mean, Gladiator, like... You just gotta have to see more. Like, Maximus Decimus Cerulius. <laughs> Did you just call me Maximum Death? <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking Gladiator. The first Gladiator movie was such a good movie. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, at least, <laughs> that they don't uh, screw it up. I mean, Denzel... Denzel don't do bad movies. I can't remember a bad Denzel movie. So. What about Pedro? I mean, Pedro's been... Vote for uh, Pedro, man. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite not teach you anything. You know, Pedro hasn't missed... Hell, I heard... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hoff... Um, Nick uh, Offerman. He just got like a... Some award for his role in uh, The Last of Us. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Cast is good. We'll see. We'll see if the 
everything else is good when it <laughs> finally comes out. Is the fungi going to take over our brains? Oh, damn fungus. Mm. I want some pizza with mushrooms now. I'm having pizza bowls tonight. You want to come to my house? <laughs> Hell yeah. Pizza in a bowl? Yeah. Uh, I see you playing with my goat gun. I, I finally got a, a goat gun for Christmas. It's the only Tommy gun I can afford. <laughs> like I've get... seen like the the AR equivalent of these, like, but you can completely like disassemble oh, yeah, you can the order... boot, bolt and everything else. Like, well, that one you if you take off the little stand, you can take the mag out, and there's like little bullets in the mag. But yeah, the AR ones, man, you can buy like different scopes and silencers and handguards. You can like fully like customize them to match whatever your gear is and they even have like little gun racks too so if you want to like display all your guns on a little rack they got all kind of cool ass little accessories and i think you need to do a mag spring it's it's not racking <laughs> uh so yeah that's gonna be my new obsession i'm probably gonna have like 50 of those things now build a whole little little mini uh you can even get like well, little I, wall racks. i just wanted to shoot little bullets <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing they don't do is shoot I see all those cool YouTubers that have like the wall, the wall-mounted guns behind them. I'm like, I need that, but like, I can only afford to do it in like little guns. So I'll just have like a little mini gun wall. You have me. the uh, the equivalent of a pop collection of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is like a pops for dudes. <laughs> um, but no, one of the things is, uh, you know, all throughout our discussions on the podcast, when we're trying to find movie topics, everything else, it's always. Oh, you know, this streaming service, that streaming service, you know, internet is the way of everything. Well, I saw that Best Buy is removing all of their, you know, physical movie media from all of their stores. Now, granted, there's still Amazon, there's still other outlets for physical media right now, but, you know, with everything migrating to streaming, yeah, I don't at remember point, the last time I bought physical media especially like movies and shit uh and i kind of feel like that's a dying art like you know what happens when you know if things get to a point you know i i look over i see your you know stack of cds and everything else oh no this this artist you know he, he no longer fits the narrative we, we've got to ban that and oh well he or... was on spotify he was on blah but the government has decided to remove that like you're just yeah, constantly hell, paying for a, a never-ending rental service. I bought a CD at Dragon Con from Cybertronic Spree because that, that's all they had was, like, physical media. And it's like, oh, fuck, I don't have a CD player. Like, I could not, like I had to go out and buy a CD player to listen to the CD I bought because I, it's been so long. Like, it didn't, like, I can still play DVDs on my PlayStation, but it wouldn't play, like, audio CDs. And I was like, fuck, and like, I literally had to go on Amazon and buy, like, a, a fucking cheap-ass, you know, CD player just to... <laughs> Walking around with the old to, Discman. Yeah. And, like like you said, even even buying digital media doesn't guarantee you get to keep that forever. Because I know PlayStation just had a thing where people who had bought movies on PlayStation was like, oh, we're no longer offering that. So, you, even though paid to own this physical media... We're no longer going to support it, so it's you don't have that anymore, even though you bought it and not rented it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that can kind of happen. That's the problem with this digital media world. You don't actually get to keep things uh, forever like you, you know, yeah, it's used like, to. You know, at what point does, oh, no, Obliterated was too offensive. So, you know, even though that could have been a DVD series, oh, that's not going to be an option. Uh, you know, but, I, but at the same time, like... I've seen them starting to release 
streaming stuff on digital. Or I mean, on physical copies. Like, because yeah, I mean, that's the other thing too. Is I was like, in Walmart the other day. Oh, and they had like Mandalorian on Blu-ray. I'm like, oh shit! And like, so if you, it's like, oh, this was great, and you know, it's not going to be you know on Netflix forever. So yeah, so it's like, and for people like us that like, I've got two or three streaming services. I don't want to get another streaming service just to watch this one thing. It's kind of cool that some of that shit's actually coming out on physical media now, where if I didn't have Disney Plus, I could finally watch The Mandalorian. Or if, you know, Disney Plus goes away at some point, I've still got, you know, a hard copy of <laughs> of X, Y, and Z I can watch. But I just kind of wonder, you know, um, like I kind of remember Circuit City going that route when they were around. Started with the physical media, moved on to other things, and then they were no longer around. Like, you know, as an electronics junkie and guru, like, yeah, there's, a, there, there's not a lot of... Even video games now, anything I can go to the store and buy, I can just download straight to the you know hard drive on whatever computer or PlayStation or whatever I'm at. So it's like, at when the point is like, we don't get even gaming physical media anymore. Well, I mean, dude, I, I mean, I bought... Our gaming laptop, and I'm pretty sure yours doesn't either. Doesn't even have a CD drive. No, like, like yeah, yours, you, yours just lasted longer than mine. Probably because <laughs> you weren't using it for gaming. <laughs> yeah, I bought one game, and that's like I've played it, beat it, and I've not downloaded another game for it. It's like fuck, I just don't have. Uh, it's like working from home ruined my gaming life because after I spend eight hours in my office, I don't want to spend any more time in my office recreating. So it's like fuck, I need to. I, I need to get back to, I need to build a separate office so I can have my man cave back for social, you know, <laughs> gaming instead of working. Yeah, that was the downside for me. It's like, fuck, I'm always, and now I'm, I have the opposite problem. I'm never home. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you got two days to yeah, you can't dedicate do all of this shit. And thing. it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Troubles of the scary future world. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Just break out the old Super Nintendo and go old school. I should probably get my store. Dude, I've still got Atari, Nintendo 64. <laughs> I don't know if I had Super Nintendo, but I had Sega. Oh, there's a place Sega. Uh, here in town. If you go to uh, the flea market, uh, Dixie 400, or the one behind the gas station. Yeah. There's a store in there called uh, Wally's Retro World, and he sells like old school video games. He's got like play everything from Super Nintendo, original it's a Nintendo. Dude, because I, I went shit. in there one time and like it was right when we got the Nintendo 64, and I was like, I gotta find uh, 007. Yeah. And I think I went in there. And, like, it's going to be, like, $120 for the game. And I'm like, get fucked. (laughs) I think it was that place we went to over at, like, Pendergrass that it, like, was charging outrageous. But, yeah, this guy had, like, tons of old video games, old toys, all kind of crazy shit in there. So it was kind of cool. So, yeah, go check out Wally's Retro uh, World or whatever if you're in the the coming area. Flea market forever. (laughs) Like, I remember when it was, you know, consumed both sides of the street. Yeah, they've, they've downsized. It's not as big as it used to be, but, you know, there's still some interesting things Shit, in there. I don't even remember the last time I went to Pendergrass. Last time I was there, it was like, you can buy rugs, chickens, and sugar gliders. The <laughs> <laughs> last time I was there, it looked like it was mainly like, like shit, reselling shit from, like, Wish and stuff. Now it'll be Timu. Yeah, Timu's the new Wish. Any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, I think that's all I got for you this week. Uh... 
check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network still at esonetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. We're on the YouTube at Cigar Nerd Podcast, where you can get video versions of the show and the My Random Tactical Tuesday gun videos, which I need to shoot another one of those. Uh, get your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. Get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com. Promo Cigar Nerds. And with that, beware the Imperium, because they're going to come take your wheat. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.